Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Hi in the chat. Hello, Tamara. Good to see you. Wow. Callers, I see you in the queue. Um, if you are in the chat or you're just uh, cruising by and you want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Uh, those of you that are already in the queue um, on the switchboard here, if you have a question or a comment, please press 1, okay, because that um, lets me know you're not listening at work or someplace like that where you can't talk. <laughs> Because I've been known to pick up on on the phone lines and um, someone's like emailing me or later calls and says, I was on the phone. I couldn't get you. I couldn't. My boss was looking at me. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Press one on the keypad. That um, alerts me that you have a question or comment. So hello, Radiant Light. Hello, world. Um, lots to talk about today. We've got a great guest. Anna Gottman's coming up for Awakening Dialogue, and uh, her book is You Can Eat Your Cake and Have Enlightenment Too. Love that. Yeah, so much is changing right now. We're going to get into that, but the new new paradigm we're co-creating is really less on the heavy learning lessons. We're really moving out of 3D, 4D into 5D, Awakening heart awakening, galactic awakening, our interconnectedness to everything and everyone, all species, all life. Where do we fit in and how do we fit in? That's a big question. So um, I also want to let everyone know I am bringing back my high vibes. It's uh, starting this Saturday, High Vibes to Manifestation. It's an amazing two-month program, teleworkshop, so you can be anywhere you are. Anywhere is perfect. Uh, it's, uh, you have, we have weekly stuff that you'll be doing. There's all, kind of, all kinds of exercises and processes to work with the neuroplasticity of the brain. Do some hemi-sync stuff, bilateral stimulation, just to throw out some stuff. To really get you into coherence and resonance with your soul. And uh, we have three sessions we meet at. Anyway, if you're interested in that, you can go to soulplayground.life and go to the events, Soul Path Happenings and Events, Workshops and Events page there. The little square upcoming events. It's also on Eventbrite. If you want information or further information, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, everyone, that is the email for all guest suggestions, topic suggestions, 
email questions, uh, you want to reach me, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to do personal work with me, individual personal work, you can email me at info at soulplayground.life. Yeah. Hello in the chat. Who else is a Gemini Moon? Welcome. Let me know how the sound is. Okay. And I see, again, callers calling in. That's great. Again, that number, if you're kind of surfing the net or just stumbled upon awakenings, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press 1 on the keypad. So I want to talk a little bit, and then we're going to get to, um, I'm going to do some readings or answer questions or just pick up the phone and see what's happening, right? Just just click over on the switchboard and whatever you want to say or ask is totally cool by me. Um, Oh, also, you guys, follow me on YouTube or subscribe. I'm, I'm going to be uploading some more videos this week. It's just been so much going on. I, I did this podcast. Oh, by the way, I did do the podcast for Blend LA. I talked about the spirituality of house music. I loved it. I got to weave in my stories of back in the day, hey, hey, <laughs> modeling and acting and jet setting around the world and the clubs I went to. What? But one of the producers who knew me from back in the day didn't realize that people wondered, why does Michelle leave so early? You know, or, or as he said, Michelle, you were always like kind of the mom or a little different. Yeah, because I was, I'm psychic since birth. So I was into spirituality, metaphysics. I couldn't wait to get home or to the model's apartment or when I had my own apartment. I couldn't wait to get home to read my books, my metaphysical books. Remember back in the day, no internet. And then even when the internet came out, because I was still modeling when the internet was um, Actually, I modeled, I guess, up to about 2015, I think, was my last, not big job, but you know, little things here and there. Um, yeah, so, you know, bookstores, you know, <laughs> the metaphysical bookstores were the like the oasis. Uh, if you could find one, some towns you couldn't, but, you know, everyone had, all my metaphysical friends, spiritual friends, my teachers would suggest you had your traveling altar to meditate. I had my chanting, you know, CDs, then later iPod, right, for chanting. And, uh, you know, you've got you to gotta take it all with you. You've got to have your, your tools, your spiritual principles and your tools all with you. So anyway, it was fun. So we dived into the idea of sound and sound healing and house, what chakras does house music affect? Why was it, why did it bring so many people together? And uh, I think that era probably coupled with like the sixties, I think really did more for music. I know a lot of people that go out now or they have things like burning man. They think they developed that culture and they really did not. It was the, it was the artists. There's always, the gays, the black gays, the community started it, you know, honestly. That's that's where all the, the club culture came from and dressing up and dressing individually, becoming something else and connecting. People that, that created their own family, right? And I find it interesting that there's doing a resurgence. And, in fact, that they asked me, one of the, the, the hosts asked me, why is there this resurgence? And I said, because people want to connect more. People want community. 
They want to be, you know, the, the whole idea of the deeper level of healing is going back to that self-love and self-acceptance. And one way to do that is definitely through, you know, music or musical events or art. That's really where the soul reigns. You know, the soul really reigns supreme in artists, you know, art expression, creativity, self-expression. That is the realm of the soul. Poetry. So we're seeing a resurgence of this and people wanting to be more innovative, inventive, more celebratory of their eclecticness, you know, of their uniqueness. So, yeah, so it's pretty profound and pretty fun. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you do, somebody's got a question. If yeah, a question in the chat, go ahead and you can put it there. If you want to interact in the chat, you have to just do a profile through Blog Talk Radio. Otherwise, uh, you can be in there. Hola, Latin soul. I see you. I see you in the chat. Hi, Tamara. Okay. So, okay. So you know me. I collect questions. I will be getting to phone calls as well. And again, I see a lot of people in the queue. Just want to make sure if you have a question or a comment, please press one on the keypad. Okay, 347-539-5122. I also got to sneak in a little shout out to those of you that have been leaving appreciation comments, lovely appreciation comments and good reviews on my YouTube as well as uh, the Awakenings page on iTunes. So appreciate that. So some of you are going, whoa, what the heck is going on with this energy? NRG, right? So let's break it down, guys and gals. <laughs> let's break it down, okay? No big change here. There's a lot of inner change right now for some of you. Yes, I know there's a lot of outer change or you're perhaps feeling held back or uncertain what direction to do, believe me, I've been in it. There's just no grand poobah. I'm not on a pedestal here or ivory tower or whatever it's called. You know, my assistant said that, uh, like months ago, well, you have to go through this, Michelle, to have empathy and understand how to help people through this. All I can tell you is things have changed. You guys, really, we got to look. Wake up, look. Look at the world. Look at yourself. Stop for a minute and look at your priorities. Feel your priorities. They've changed probably even within a year, but for sure they've changed within the last for some five, six years, some people 10 years, some people 20 years. There's big change because what is now being co-created is based more on the soul, okay? Less and less on the ego. So there's a little tug of war in the collective, but it is really because it's manifesting within each of us to want to revert back to old patterns or condition responses, whippy dippy ways that program ways that we think we're going to get ahead. And and so many people are being blocked right now or stopped because though there's not first of all there's not enough vibrational resonance to the new energy coming from the new emerging consciousness, the new focus, okay, the new theme of life or how we're going to have life on this planet. And honestly, yes, these changes and these aspects we've either not had in our time, lifetime or never, or it's been such a long time. However, if you do study history, there are times when there are quantum leaps in awareness, in consciousness, 
and in a new forward motion, in a new, think back at like industrial revolution, okay? So we're in that type of era. And because, you know, because you're in it and you got day-to-day concerns, you know, you can, you could not totally see it. You could not grasp perhaps the breadth, you know, the, the pre- profoundness, the depth, the breadth, the, I keep saying, I want to say exponential, because it is, even though it's happening individually, there is this ripple effect, right? And this ripple effect is causing the changes to to kind of roll out more. That's the best way that I can put it, you know. It's like what you're doing now, and this is going to be more the 5D awareness, you really are affecting consciousness, not only just of yourself and those around you, animal beings, human beings, galactic beings, however you want to term it, star seed, the whole combo, <clears throat> but everything and everyone around you. I think, honestly, revisiting things like, um, you know, these have been some of our guests on the show, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, Lynn McTaggart, The Intention Experiment, right? Heart Math. Um, let's see, who else? I'm trying to think of that other, that, that other physicist that talked about, that was on the show that talked about the subtle energy. Anyway, if you really look back and just... I don't want to say this because I know what's happening because I'm hearing it from a lot of you. Like you can't, you don't believe, and I'm kind of in there too. You don't really believe Elliot Maynard. That's another one. Brain, brave new mind. Sometimes you have to just kind of step back. Retrograde is a good time to do this, especially right now because a lot is being revised. Normally, our retrogrades have a lot to do with redoing. Yes, it's bouncing people from the past. Yes, it can mucky things up, contracts, communication. But this retrograde is very special because of its aspecting or was aspecting to, to Neptune, okay, and that, this, that Mercury will be in Pisces for, you know, quite a long time. So there's in the shadow period before and after, there is this overlay of this Neptunian energy. So it's really, it's the cosmic us really asking us to revision or revise our dreams, to revisualize or go back to what you were visualizing or what you were envisioning for yourself. Does it still apply? Where do you need to update it? How much have you updated yourself or up-leveled? Okay, because right now there's a lot of, magnetic energy right now. That's why a lot is not perhaps getting done because people are trying to be too electrical and you've got to kind of put things out there, you know, throw that email out there, connect, and then just relax back into something, into your spiritual nature or into nature itself, you know, outdoors, you know, I don't know, contemplate looking out the window, but really connecting in with what is below the surface and allowing, because things are diffused right now and they're kind of fuzzy, right? So what I feel can help everyone is if you just look at the science of it to kind of, to kind of um, you know, give the salve <laughs> to the, the, the beta consciousness aspect of you, of all of us, you know, the, the surface mind, the conscious mind, the ego mind, when you look at, like, the research that a heart math has done, when you look at, like, Lynn McTaggart's, this is, a, this is an old book, Intention Experiment. She's got other projects. 
But when you start looking, you're going to go, oh, yes, now they've done this research. Okay, okay, this is really, this is happening. And I think that's perhaps, you know, because as a mystic, you live this. As the star seed, the light being, the light work, you live this. But you still have egoic conditioning. You still have mainstream consciousness or the race consciousness conditioning. And right now, a lot of people are bumping up against that conditioning. Okay, so yes, things have changed. You know, yes, more people are doing meditation. Mindfulness is really taking off. They're doing meditation and mindfulness more for kids. They're doing it in corporations. There's meditation for creativity in corporations. Right? So why is that happening? Why are more people doing yoga? Why, you know, again, people that normally wouldn't do these kinds of things? Because the game is changing. To some degree, it's already changed. And so the more you can align yourself with this, that which you already know, everyone, that, that, it's what we know. It's what we know to be more intuitive. The way I like to look at it is the difference is in the old paradigm, we tried everything, every, you know, this way and that way, this formula, that formula, this teacher said that, you know, you went to college or you went to some school or trade school, this is the way to make it. You know, three easy steps to success, blah, 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 you know, go to school, this and that, go to college, get married, this, you know, there's, there's, there was this template, this overlay over the soul, okay? But that's, so that's not working anymore. It hasn't for a long time, but it's becoming more and more apparent now, and now it's people are moving more into mid-4D and 5D living and accessing more of their multidimensional experiences and expressions, people are really kind of waking up and going, well, there really is meaning and purpose. Or look, everything is so much is changing so much, I might as well focus on what I really want to do or what do I really want to do? What is the soul? You know, again, that's why my book, Meditation for Everyday Living, people are waking up in an everyday way. And so the difference was before you would just integrate this perhaps as a last resort. You'd book a, you know, session with a, a psychic, you know, or a channel, or you'd get your chart done, or you'd meditate because, oh, I don't know, I've tried everything. Let me pray. Let me go within. So just flip it. It's like that's going to be the default position. It's not like logic and reason is going out of the way or even analyzing or philosophizing. That has to be done to put, you know, the, the forms of the new emerging consciousness into into you know, relatable or tangible forms to, for people to understand, you know, and to integrate. But you really have to take the time out, and especially this month, you know, actually this whole year, I mean, really, you're going to have to do it more and more. But this month it's very emphasized to look at where are your fears, the delusions, what holds you back, these delusions or fears. You know, I was doing my meditation this morning, and I was coming up against some all these what-ifs, and I'm thinking, and I remember a post I did a few years ago that a friend of mine had sent to me because it really impacted his life. And the post went, why worry about something that's not yet in form? And so I'm meditating and then I'm doing a contemplation meditation. These, these scenarios are coming up. And then I heard my own voice say, why are you worrying about what's not in form? It's not even in form and it can change. So right now the ego is really trying to control things that it can't see or it can feel, but it doesn't know what's the form, what's the timing. There's so much in flux right now. And the, the, the answer is 
connect, share, reach out to like-minded individuals, pray, meditate, be in, go in nature, move, dance, do something physical. You know, be open and honest about your feelings or challenges and what you're going through, especially with yourself, first and foremost. But you have to allow for the space, the gap. That is the divine feminine. And that's one of the things that's happening is, you know, people think, oh, the divine feminine. That doesn't necessarily mean women. It, yes, just metaphorically, the, the, the ratio or the way that most women generally manifest the divine feminine happens to be what's needed, the catalyst. But everybody, you know, every species, everybody has, you know, divine masculine, divine feminine, you know, the inner male, the inner female, the electrical magnetic, you know, there's a combo. Um, And that combo, that ratio makes up how we express, makes up creation, life. So the divine feminine, though, that cosmic womb, the negrida, it's the negrida, um, you know, the black mother, it's the void. It's what has been pushed out, especially if you read the early mystics, Hildegard Binga, uh, Meister Elk, uh, Elkhart talked about this as well, the early, Eckhart, sorry, uh, these early mystics talked about this. The Kabbalists knew this. You know, the indigenous people know this. They work with the negative element. It's not fearful. They work with the magnetic, the void, the place where the sum, to- the sum total is nothingness and everythingness. But the, because that's not controllable by the ego, it's like moods or emotions fleeting. The ego, which is, you know, more left brain, you know, at this point, at this juncture, wants to already put it in structure. That's important. It's important, you know, the left hemisphere of the brain is very important. We, that's where language comes in. I mean, I'm getting all this information and downloads, but it has to be formatted in some way that we can understand. I mean, you're getting it energetically. You're getting the transmission. You, you have your own awareness already of what I'm talking about in the collective, where we connect into the collective. You already know this. But to share this, I have to write it or mime it or something, you know. I have to put it in some kind of form, some kind of language, which is, you know, left hemisphere of the brain. So, and this is why all the heart and brain research and new understanding and innovations around that, using these organs, these utensils, if you will, uh, vehicles for source expression in a more conscious way, in a more expansive way. So it's good right now to really check in and see how much, how, where can you integrate more of this kind of thinking? Where can you, like I call Einstein thinking, daydream, you know, write it down your question or your problem, work with your dreams, you know, this, it's the subconscious realm the doorway into the unconscious, the creative unconscious, the collective unconsciousness. And that, so we're really being asked to live, again, from a bigger place, a bigger space. Gemini Moon is saying in the chat, I can really feel it, really dropping old stuff. Yes. Gemini Moon, I agree this is a special retrograde. Yes, absolutely. It's it's very... um, 
again, Neptunian. I mean, it's, the, as, the aspects of what was ripped from everyone, especially last year, the last two to three years, for many, especially Earth and water signs, if we're going to look astrologically, it's been a 10 to 12 year, maybe 11 year, 10, 11, 12 year cycle where stuff has just been totally, you know, little by little atrophying or, you know, dissolving, you know, like kind of like the, the shoreline, you know, at a beach. You don't notice the receding. And then the last year, year, year and a half, it's been pulled. We've had Pluto and Capricorn, right? Saturn and Capricorn. So the energy patterns are changing. You know, they these outer planets, they, these higher frequency energies are affecting more and more people and in a sense affecting everyone individually and collectively so gemini moon deep stuff yeah it is about contemplating the deep the depth and how do you apply it to your everyday living that's going to be slightly different to everyone now what i want to share with a lot of people and i got a little bit of flack on this on my facebook page but i'm just going to say Look, I channel stuff. Some of it's for me. Some of it's for the collective. Some of it's for the collective and me. Some of it's where I've been. Some of it's where I am. If you look at my posts, you can see, right, camera in the chat? You can see what I'm going through, you know, but who knows? Is it, is it me or a combination? It's all of it. But what I am seeing for myself, as well as a lot of people that I work with, that's why I did a post about carving your own path, because a lot of people are coming up to the end of a trail or a path and going now where? So there is this reinventing that's happening right now, okay? This reimagining yourself more from a soul level. People, there's enough people that have woken up on a planetary level that the vibrational frequency has changed. It's shift. It's still shifting, but there's been enough that there's an actual palpable. Uh, palatable change, palatable, I guess, eating in a palate, and palpable. You can feel it. You can taste it, but you can also palpate it. You can also touch it. It's kinesthetic where people are thinking, well, I'm really going to just kind of go for it, or what am I meant to do, or what's going on in my life? So this change, what is happening for many people, and I feel like probably 80% is even more. It's going to happen for more and more people, but what's happening it's not so much your soul's purpose, but how you do your soul's purpose. We, we become very, as, as the human part of us, attached to our path, the way we do what we do. This is why I was able back in the day to model because people would say, well, how can you model? You know, or, oh, it's, you know, you're getting all this money and what are you doing? I had fun, very creative. Good modeling is, is, is fun work. It's hard in some level, in some ways, but, you know, the business can be hard, but I remember telling the person, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I show up in consciousness and just am. And it doesn't matter where you're at. That's what people are going to be waking up to. Consciousness is an inside job. So whether I show up someplace and people go, oh, there's that psychic or soul coach or that shaman or, you know, whatever, or there's that host or there's that model, it doesn't matter. I'm going to still be doing the same thing and talking about the same thing. I mean, when I used to model, invariably, all the conversations I would, people would end up talking to me about or asking me questions about was 
paranormal, psychic ability, what's it like being psychic, how did they develop their intuition, let's talk astrology and tarot. So you are who you are. You know the hashtag, remember who you are. You are who you are. You're not what you do. And that's the big wake-up part of it. It's a big part of it. You are who you are and how you are, how you want to share that, how you want to express the you that you are, that can change. But your soul's purpose does not. You come in with a specific purpose, but the way you manifest that changes. You know, are you going to be a potter? Are you going to focus on pottery right now? Are you going to focus on painting? Maybe you're going to focus on acrylic, maybe collage, maybe mixed media, maybe watercolor, or maybe you're going to be a baseball player. Now, now you're going to be a football player. Maybe you're going to be a you know, administrator or secretary, or maybe you're going to be a receptionist, or maybe you're going to be a CEO. doesn't matter. The roles, the labels, the titles doesn't matter. It's just forms of expressing. So that's why there's going to be this freeing up of energy, because as we're less identified by what we do, you allow yourself to do more. That's the key. The labor, oh, I can't do that anymore. I'm, oh, I'm this age. Oh, I'm this, I'm too tall. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I'm too green. I'm, oh, no, I can't do, oh, no. That past, oh, no, I can't, oh, no, I'm too young. Oh, no. See, that's the ego. But when we don't over-identify, you know, with the labeling and this chronological timing of what should happen, I heard something the other day that, that, Age, instead of looking at age, it's just change. It's chronological change. So that's going to be the framework. And so what I can share with you now is that put some time and energy and focus into asking these questions, into opening to your deepest recesses of you, your higher self, or more expanded aspect of you, however you want to look at it. Connect more to that part of you because it has messages. It has guidance, extra guidance for you right now. There are some powerful openings that are, that are small, that might seem inconsequential, but they're like a little, little opening, a little window or a little doorway, like a little hobbit, little hobbit door, and you open it, and you, when you get inside, you go, oh, my God, it's a kingdom. It's a castle here. It's a queendom. It's, oh, my God, it's huge. But the opportunities right now may look small or they might be fuzzy. They might be diffused. They might come with baggage. Something's leaving. Something's coming in. You know, that's what I'm saying. If you can at all possible, go with that because the clarity, you're going to start seeing things clearly perhaps the 21st on, especially around the 27th, 28th of this month, and then around, I would say, the 7th, 8th, on of of april a lot of the laser you know like when you're when you're um adjusting the lens on the camera right you're adjusting it getting that it into focus into gear you're going to find as we get into more of may may june july for some the the next one will be september october major changes you're going to really start seeing clearly so work with the diffused energy right now. All right, let's get to callers. Uh, we're going to get to our first caller. And, again, if you had a question or comment, that number is 
539-5122. Hello, you're on air. Welcome. Hello. Okay. Thank you, Tamara. Good stuff. Yes. Right? Got to get those downloads in, you guys. So much happening. Believe me, I wish I was just sitting up here just telling everyone what's what's what and what's happening and what to do. <laughs> I'm in it too. <laughs> okay, we've got, uh, is this 518 or 818? You're on air. Okay, I'll come back to you. Hello and welcome Hello. You're on air with Awakenings. You're on air with Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hello. Hi. Hi. This, this is this? Kim. Kim. Hey Kim, welcome to the program. Kim. Hi. What's your Hi. question? Or I have a relationship question. Okay. Um, I know Go that ahead. this gentleman I've been talking to is part of a past life connection. But I didn't know if it was just a karma release now, or are we going to be married in this lifetime? Okay. And let's find a new word, but karma. I heard somebody else say that. I don't know. I was was watching a YouTube video. They were saying the same thing. The karmic release. So you're hoping perhaps it's a soulmate that's a life mate or twin soul or twin flame. Um, one thing I get with the two of you, there needs does there need to be a, some communication clearing the air? What's happening yeah. with that? There's something going. Yeah. Okay. So, going on with Kim with the relationship. Ooh, lots of back and forth. Okay. So, I think you're not going to know. Okay. So. There's definitely a strong connection here, and it's to uh, something the two of you coming together is changing your beliefs about relationship. There's a philosophical changes. There's you're really being infused with new spiritual insight and understanding to this relationship. I feel I somehow feel someone else around you. Is that happening now? Was there another person? I don't person? know who else it is. I don't know who else it is. Someone gave me flowers, but I've seen him twice since, but he hasn't asked me out oh. or nothing. Someone gave you flowers? And they don't, and you don't yeah. know who it is? I know oh, who it is, it. but I've seen him again, but he doesn't ask me out. He doesn't ask Thank me for you. my number, nothing. Okay, because it does show, it's like a little slide in. You know, you slide your foot out, and you slide your foot in. You'll lay it out. <laughs> I feel like there is someone else around you and I'm not sure I okay, what do you feel about the other person? I'm not sure about them. I don't think you're gonna but I feel like there's somebody else you're gonna meet, you're gonna perhaps go out casually or date for a little bit and then this guy slides back in. So there's a little because he's a little wiggly, he's a little wobbly. Um, you know, I just want to say to everybody, if I could just go on every television in the whole world and just say, listen, everybody, everybody wants love. And then when they start getting it, I've been there. I was there in my teens and my 20s. But gosh, I, you know, as you do, everybody, oh, I want to relate. And then when they start getting it, they start mucking it up, sabotaging, or, oh, I don't know if I want commitment. And I thought, what the hell are you doing on the planet? What you come here for? You know? <laughs> 
So anyway, right. that's kind of Kim. I see with that this one. So I do feel now. Okay, tell me about this guy with the flowers. I'm I'm getting something that I'm not liking about him. I hate to say this. What's going on? He has a beard, and he's shorter. If he put a hat on, he would look like he's Amish. Oh. I mean, he has a very nice personality, but he's got to lose the beard. Can't stand it. Okay. Okay. You can't stand that beard. I have a friend that's like that. She actually started dating someone with a beard. I don't know. They they cut most of it off, but she had a thing. She hated beards. That's so funny. Um, you're definitely just I mean, one of these turning well. I don't know. I'm, I just be a little distant from him. I, I'm by, I'm beeping on something that I'm not quite a wild about because I also feel you don't talk to him very much. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's the current? The, <laughs> yeah. What's the current one's first? Yeah. So I the spirit's not telling. Okay. What's the first initial? Let me try this way. Let me see if I can. The first initial of the first name of the one you're dating. Hmm? That you're dating now. James. James. Well, it's saying have faith, go with the flow, and enjoy it. I I think that you're (laughs) going to do a little, either meet someone else or someone else is in. There could be a little break or space or something, or, or you're not sure. It's fuzzy. And then it seems like he comes closer. He steps up. But right now it's saying just go with the flow. Like, uh, in other words, just because I feel like you're still, you're kind of getting back or back together or back on the same page. So don't push is what I'm hearing. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, he's um, out of state right now. Oh, that's why. Okay. 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 So just go with the flow right now and let him more step up. Um, is what I'm hearing. Okay. I hope that helps. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Welcome. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What's your first name? Oh, uh, this is Ernie. Aloha. Hi. Happy Wednesday. Hey, welcome. Yeah, my question, could you tell me a little bit about my health? Um, Lately, I've been like kind of tired and sleepy. I don't know if it's all the key shifts. It's all uh, the energy. I'm glad you mentioned this. Yes, 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 yes. Think of healing. A A lot of inner work is being done. And also the Neptunian energies, because it's, it's, you know, it's fantasy, it's spirit, it's spirituality. It's really pushing people to nap more. You might be feeling more exhausted with just having to do everyday things because Neptune doesn't like everyday things. And so Pi- Neptune rules Pisces and Mercury is in Pisces. So you want to work fast. You want to get things done. But yet things are in this kind of haze, like like laying on the yeah. beach with the sun, you know, or rainy day and get, let's get cozy, you know, or cozy by the fire. So that's going to break for people. Again, I would say more towards the end of this month, you're going to feel more of energy and definitely into April, but only that a deep inner work. Take the time because what's going to happen is all these seeds and all this energy that's been held back or floating in this haze is going to clear up and things are really going to start moving. 
So take advantage of the – because I don't see anything else. I'm not getting anything else. Okay. Early. I'm not okay, getting anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad it's just the energy Oh, yeah, yes, thank you. And thank you so much for all you do, and thank you for your show. I appreciate it. Hey, Ernie, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Aloha. 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 Have a nice day, everyone. Aloha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Aloha. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome. This Mary Beth. Hello. Hey, Mary Beth. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Hi. What's your question? I called in a couple months ago, and you said that I would be um, starting a new job. It would be something new, and you were right. So I just wanted to see if you saw this. It's actually a startup company. So if you saw it being successful and if you saw it being fulfilling for me. Okay. So you did make the change. Yes. Right. Um, Let's see. It looks good. Let's see. So you're one of the key players in it, right? Helping to put it all together is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. Okay. Let's see. How is the startup going to Well, it looks good now. Are they looking for funding? Or are they going to be looking for funding? Yeah, they are looking for funding. Yeah, okay, because I see funding coming in. So, and then oh, again, awesome. um, yeah, and then again, I think, like, after the summer, I don't know, August, September, maybe the October, before the close of the year, fall, when there's more money coming in. So, it's going to be hectic. I think August, September, you're going to wonder, you know, like, oh, my God, did I do the right thing or is this good? But then it seems to turn around. So I don't know if it's just extra pressure. Is it stressy? or? But I do hear money. I hear funding, working on funding, funding coming in. And then there's some round, maybe it's investors or something else. It's, I don't know if that's what you're helping them with, but it seems on their mind right now, money's coming in. And then uh, they're telling me October, November. But August it starts, so there could be meetings uh, I do see a little bit of travel as well for you. So I don't know if that's with the company or that's just personal that's coming up. But Mary Beth, that's what I see. I hope that's awesome. Helps. Thank you so much. You're so welcome and congratulations. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the program. You're Hi, on Michelle. Air. This is Gladys. Hey, Gladys. Welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Really well. Enjoying connecting with everyone. Yeah, it's been great so far. The program has been wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Oh, interesting energies, but I think if, if people can align to them, it can be pretty not only powerful but helpful, very transformative, very helpful. So did you question or comment? Question. Um, what do you see in uh, the area of work for me? Because things are in okay. flux right now, changing. Flux. Okay. All right. Let's see. 
Okay, let's see. Um, well, I do get, well, flux, but I get like a up and down energy. Was the last place, was there some well, disruption, disharmony? I almost feel like you felt you could stay, but then you couldn't. And then I, I feel like there was this back and forth somehow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at the same place of work, but the person that used to be my boss got sick, so they asked me to step in. Oh, that's why. Okay, because it seems back and forth. I can see you talking to somebody at a desk, but but okay, but so because it shows you there and then not there. So you're you're not going to be in that position permanently, right? Uh, they're, they're talking about making this for three years. Oh, and then what about, okay, so the, with the position you have now or your boss's position? It'd be to replace my boss for three years. Oh, that's the drama. And okay. Have, because, yeah. Because it, it shows a lot of drama. It shows back and forth. Like, it could be because you're in was in a different position. Now you're in this position. I feel you going back and forth with it. I see a little bit of a mm, I don't know if I want to say heated. Very kind of you're like I you're like oh, like like you're trying to talk to somebody, be very diplomatic about this, and then I see you walking away in the office. You know, you go out to the office, and then you end up coming back. Um. Yeah, the person I'm replacing, I think, wants to come back. Oh, that's why. Okay. Well, see, I hear you telling someone I don't really like how it happened, but what am I supposed to do or what was I supposed to do? So there's going to be drama around. There already is, is what I feel. It's like gossip, talking back and forth, you know, it's, but it is what it is. I don't know if they were out too long or extended stay, something going on. But but um, I feel you'll stay. I feel if if and when you decide to leave, it'll be on your own terms. I do feel like there's an increase in pay or payment. But you are going to have this feeling like if they do this person this way, they could do you this way. You're, you're not. I don't feel you really liking where you are or liking it. What's going right. on? Maybe it's the whole dra- drama of it. But I also yeah. feel you kind of it's 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 dumped on you. I don't know how you can get out of it other than quit. You know, it's in you. I, it's you know, um, maybe I'm seeing her come back and get her stuff or something. But I, but I, I somebody you're talking to, it's not shouting. It's not like that. But it's like when you get angry or mad and you can't really say anything, or you just have to answer or say your piece diplomatically, and mm-hmm. then you walk away. Um, but that's what I'm seeing right now. I feel like it's yours if you want it. Um, and I feel you've already said you'll replace her, or, or you already are. I feel like you're already in it. So right, right. That's have, I, I said to, I, I would, but I was hoping for the person that's putting me in the position to actually talk to all the rest of the people that I am supposed to be above now that she had made that choice. No, no it's going to be you. That's the drama I'm seeing. That's the drama. 
you're going to be talking about it. Because I don't feel this per- – I don't know if, if the, you're the person that put you in the position and the person's job you took over. If they, somebody I'm hearing stayed too long or stayed out or maybe they missed a lot of work. I don't know. But there's some personality conflict and drama about the time, maybe leave of absence, something like that, um, or looking for a reason to get this person out. But, yeah, you're going to have to deal with that for a little bit, you know. I mean, I could t- that's probably why you're telling that one person I hear you saying, I don't like how it happened. This is what, what was I supposed to do. This is how it happened. It wasn't up to me. I just I had to step in, and this is how it happened, you know. That, it, that's that. I mean, you'll right, be fine, right. but that's... in the beginning it is, it is going to be a little bit, you know, testy. It's a, you know. It's a little back and forth and drama, but it'll. It, I feel it'll even out. Um, you know, this person may say something down the road, but I don't feel it's going to be right away. You know, but right. it'll again, it'll even out. Yeah, because it's it's going to be very uncomfortable. That yes, that's what I see. Back yeah. in, back in the meeting, and I we've changed chairs. You know. Yeah, that's what I see. That's what I see. That's why I say, yeah, it's uncomfortable. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not a, people are going to see after a while, after the talk, they'll, they'll, common sense is you didn't do this. You don't have the power. It's not your role to ha- put you in the position. You didn't just say, oh, I'm staying here. So they'll have to, they'll have to figure it out, you know. It'll be okay, but for a little bit, there is this drama. There is this stuff. Um, but you're going to tell some people some things in some diplomatic way. <laughs> you're gonna, you have a way of, you're going to, you know, set the story straight. So it'll, it'll be okay, you know. I find I've had some things like this happen when I've worked in, you know, corporate or spiritual, not quite the same because I'm coming in, you know, teaching or consulting, but um, – it's just that group dynamics, you know, kind of drama yeah. thing. But I do see you getting I do see you getting through the other side of it. Uh okay. and Tamara's saying Gladys can can build, will build relationships and trust eventually. Little by little, easy does it, keep calm. Yes. Keep calm and keep the faith. Good good point, uh, Tamara in the chat is yeah. It'll be okay, but it's a little testy, but you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's a lot of stress, and I want to know that if it is worthwhile. <laughs> I know it happens. Believe me, I, like I said, I've been in some of those situations, and the situations I didn't do anything, and the people that I was around, I'm like, what's happened to consciousness? You know, what happened to working through? But sometimes we're put in these situations. It's you know a little test from the higher self. We get through it. Yeah, we see kind of the not so you know evolved side of humanity. But we do get through it. And I, just like Tamara is saying in the chat, you will get through it. And people, people down the road will open up to you and, you know, oh, I couldn't believe it or I knew it wasn't your fault, you know. They'll, they'll settle down. They'll settle down. But, you know, they're just going to be triggered like, oh, this could happen to me. You know, that's the triggering. It's never about mm. us. It's always about the other person. They're worried like, oh, my God, this happened. You know, it, but I don't see any more stuff like that happening. But. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 
Okay, it's time for our second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue. We have Anna Gutman with us. Uh, she's a visionary, educator, spiritual innovator, and author. Her recent book, You Can Eat Your Cake and Have Enlightenment Too. She's going to be bringing us some digestible chuality. I like to say stuff that we can take in and digest. Welcome to the program, Anna. Welcome. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for having me as a guest. Excited to be here. Hey, you're so welcome. Hey, good to connect with you. I just listened to your whole show, so it was nice to oh, listen in. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, good to see you in the in the uh, queue, but that's probably good. That's probably good. Um, so I want to dive in. Um, I love the concept, by the way, because you you really help people which was what I was talking about at the top of the program, is bring things into everyday living, you know, this whole concept that you have, which I think is so important, um, you know, how people can have this manageable, you know, and, and integrate yeah. this yeah. And, and, and live this, um, you know, not go to the Himalayas or not you know, the extremes. So, Anna, yeah. have, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this. I always say, you know, we have these succession of awakenings, yeah, we you know awaken maybe to our healing or spirituality or whatever, and then at some point there's a bigger awakening that it's like, okay, I'm really going to help or give back, which I really feel you're doing now. So if you can share a little bit about your path with us, yes. So there there, there are different stories, but I'll go to the spiritual okay. material one. I I like you worked as a fashion model in from my age 18 to 28. So for a decade I lived Ooh. in Paris for most of the time in in New York for two years, but in Paris um, for most of that time and had a very successful um, what they call top model career. Yeah, um, you know it's not always easy in this business, but anyway I had a gratifying material life, but something was missing because I'm mission driven. And so I decided mm. to move to the U.S., went back to school, happened to get married, two children, and got a Ph.D. in education and spirituality. So you'd think by now that I'd be really satisfied, right? I was intellectually stimulated, what? emotionally yeah. fulfilled, spiritually fulfilled. But no, I wasn't because I picked up the belief along the way that in order to be truly spiritual, you have to give up material pleasures and live a humble life with no material desires. Mm. Sounds familiar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So many of us <laughs> feel that way, right? So many of us mm-hmm. feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so, so here I was uh, feeling that I'm not spiritual enough because I had lived in Paris for 10 years and I had learned to appreciate <laughs> material things. Fashion exactly. And, craftsmanship of, of food and gardening yeah. and architecture and theater and everything. And here I was torn between having elation mm. and, and excitement and bliss from human creation, so to speak, from all the artistic creations and just, you know, technology is also amazing. And yet I was yeah. told that I'm not spiritual if I enjoy these things. And so I was kind of stuck in between the two, um, as I think so many of us are. Right? We feel we, we don't know how to expand. So, anyway, my aha moment happened in the English countryside. I was visiting a friend, and one morning I, I, I woke up, raised my head, looked outside the beautiful English countryside with rolling hills and fields of green, 
And I suddenly had this aha moment that nature is in perfect unity and balance between its material expression, the trunk, the trees, the colors, the scents, and its spiritual mm. expression, which is expansiveness, joy, right. peacefulness, all of these beautiful things. That there's even research now that proves that, you know, recovering from, from surgery in a room that has a window with a tree outside, you will heal faster than if there's just a wall. So nature has this expansive mm-hmm. qualities of inner peace, of patience, of beauty that nourish us. And so nature has this balance between its spiritual and material. In a sense, it's, it's a perfect portal between the spiritual and the material. And so that was my aha moment. Mm. And then I went, but, but wait a second, you and I are part of nature too, we have the same thing. Why do I need to pick between either spiritual and devalue the material as here today, gone yeah. tomorrow? And why do I need to be just material because I need to pay rent, but then I don't have fulfillment and bliss? And mm-hmm. so we really mm-hmm. need both. And so that was what, like the revolutionary kind of insight that I have, that actually all of the material world is an expression of the spiritual, yeah. of the spiritual, and we need to integrate both so rather great. than have this fight between them. So that's kind of how it yeah. all began. Yeah, and I don't know why, that, you know, and even re- up until one place that I was teaching at meditation, people found out I loved technology and had all the computers, iPad, the devices, and I remember this woman who worked in technology, worked on a computer, came up and said, computer it's okay I was like yeah like, I go where do you think all this comes from she's like but you're so spiritual and I'm like but everything's yeah. consciousness made manifest where does all this come from where do you exactly. think Anna, this came from this is it the old I, I know because I studied Hinduism I'm sure you did there is this kind of ascetic quality maybe even Catholicism Christianity a lot of religions put this out to you know, the humbleness or, um, you know, the material somehow is yeah. bad or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but there is a lot of that good. out there. I mean, humbleness is good. Yeah, there is a lot of that out there. I mean, humbleness is good. But when we don't see ourselves, when we don't see ourselves as a, an amazing, wondrous, miraculous expression of the spiritual right. realm through billions of years of evolution, then everything that we create is like here today, gone tomorrow, worthless. Now, it's important not to get attached to the material thing as the actual That's it. fulfillment, right? But it's, but it's right. an expression. It's an expression. You see, when, I mean, we're using technology right now. I'm in Northern California. You're <laughs> in a radio station or, or podcast place. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, you know, South called you in from Hawaii yeah. and, and from all That's over right. the world. We're, we're using technology to be spiritual. Canada, yeah. Nebraska in the chat. We've got, yeah. Exactly. So, Australia. So, so, so what we need to do really is expand our consciousness to see that the material is an expression of the spiritual. And in a sense, we are each yeah. a portal, a point of think about it we're each a point of consciousness on this planet and even bigger we are each a point of consciousness in the cosmos that's quite mind-blowing i mean billions of years of evolution and you and i and all of your listeners suddenly popped up into material 
in, in, in material experience, that's wondrous. That's an expansive perspective. And the minute we do that, we actually gain access to the same wisdom that luminaries get to because they reside in this expansive state, a more enlightened mm-hmm. version of ourselves. And then they get access to the same wisdom. You know, you, you're gaining wisdom that you can share with your audience. Now, you're doing it in your unique way, and we each do it in our unique way. I'm doing it in my way. But I want to tell everybody, we each have this capacity. It's our birthright. We are a portal yeah. for spiritual wisdom and its material expression through our unique personality, vision, goal, karma, whatever it is. Mm, I love it. And let me ask you, do you feel, oh, so yummy, that more and more people, I feel like that's part of the waking up, is that people yeah. understanding that they are this portal. That's the big wake up, too. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. they have this within them. They are this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I feel more and more people are doing it. I mean, there are people who are born, you know, like on the X Factor or something. You see women, you know, kids with capacity to sing, like an opera singer who's like 60 years old. Yeah. So there are people... Or yes. a Swedish woman, I think, or like Finnish girl who's 12, who's like, you know, going to revolutionize the ecology on our planet. So there are people who are just born yeah. like this. The rest of us, That's kind right. of ordinary people, you, you yes. know, are awakening slowly, slowly, you know, through your show and through books and, you know, but we are awakening. And it's, it's, we, we all have this capacity. That really was my biggest understanding from my from my doctoral research, is that basically luminaries reside in an expanded state of consciousness. And I realized that we can access mm. it in very simple ways, which I'm happy to share. And then I realized yeah. that once you are in this expanded state, you receive information that's intuitive that was not available for you a second ago when you were in a more constricted state of mind. Mm. So we, all we need to do is learn wow. these practical ways of expansion and then we can each gain our wisdom. You'll do it your way, I'll do it my way, and your listeners will each do it in their way. But we, they, we each have the power. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't have the capacity because we each do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're wired for it. I found it so profound that we're having this conversation with the aspects that are happening right now <laughs> with the Mercury yeah. and Pisces and Neptune. And you're talking about yeah. you know, the luminaries um, now, what are you terming as the lum- people living in that state or luminaries meaning the, the cosmos? I would say, no, 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 no. People who are living, you know, it can be sages or saints oh, or, you know, people uh, who are psychic. You. I mean, yes. you can't be, I'm, yes. I mean, I'll, I'll put it in a simple way. You cannot be psychic if you don't reside in an expansive state. Because That's it's right. when you That's open true. your, con- so you, you might be aware of it or not, but you expand mm-hmm. your consciousness and it's, and it's just like that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So so in a sense it's really simple. It's not always easy to practice, but it's really simple. Now, imagine that you're looking at the GPS of where to go. You only see the next, you know, just a bit further. But if you look at an old map, a paper map, you see the entire city. You begin to see the relationship between things. And often you mm-hmm. see it intuitively when it comes um, in, 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 in when it's not a map, right? But, but, but it becomes an intuitive map. And so what you're doing is like you're expanding and then you can see relationships and understand relationships intuitively without logically figuring out this is connected to this, affecting this, 
you could mm-hmm. maybe figure that out, but it's really this intuitive knowing when you have this larger perspective on any given situation. Yes. Now, that's more of how we're to be in the new paradigm, which we're co-creating, which we're right. in now, but yeah. we're moving more and more yeah. into that. So how to help people do this and integrate it into their life? That, I feel, is the question, which I feel that you right. have some answers right. to this, if you would share. Right. Yeah. So in my book, which is called Living a Spiritual Life in the Material World, I, I give very simple examples of what it means to be expansive so you can begin to recognize how you're already doing it probably in your life. You just never paid attention to your parents didn't teach you and school doesn't teach you, but you're probably already doing it. That's what I realized. And then you can mm-hmm. practice doing it intentionally even more. So I explain what expansive feels like and what, it sense, what the senses of it are in the body and how the thought pattern change. And then I give also examples of simple ways in which you can expand so that you can receive intuitive guidance and then act upon it. So, for example, um, our breath, you know, in all, the, all traditions, you know, breathing is a very simple and very handy uh, tool for expansion. Now, you can say, okay, breath, okay, I've already heard that. I, I do yoga. But it requires profound simplicity, in a sense, to go back and go, okay, I don't need to go to a yoga class. I can, but I can right now breathe in and out, pay attention to the oxygen coming in, and think to myself, this is a wondrous world that this blue planet has created with love and certain rules creatively that we humans are a species that can live on this planet through our breath, and that actually oxygen Mm -hmm. is, is love coming into our body, and then gratitude coming out, and then we're passing CO2 to the plant kingdom, to trees. And so then they're using it and transforming it into oxygen for us. That is love. That is compassion. Mm. That is service. That is creativity. That is innovation. Now, if you breathe in and out, and you think that thought, that you are part of this larger cosmic event that's our planet, You're going to expand. You cannot not expand if you breathe in and out thinking of what's happening and how wondrous it is. So that's one way that you could do it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There are simple ways. For example, the words, you know, it's like mantras are important. Quotes can really help. But just pick a quality a day, okay? So let's say you want to focus on beauty, okay? Beauty is a really great gateway to an expansive state. So use technology, okay. take, your, take your smartphone and schedule okay. every hour, every hour for it to ring. And when it rings, stop for one minute and look around and say, is there anything that's beautiful around me? Is there anything that somebody, a team mm. member just said? And then tell them what you said was so beautifully said. Or look inside and say, is there anything beautiful about me right now? And if you practice that every hour, then you're going to just, you're going to be high on life. Yeah. Right? yeah. And you can do the same with gratitude, with inner peace, with compassion, with power, with purpose. Just pick the word of the day. Put your timer three times a day or every hour, every 30 minutes, how, however much you want, and then stop. What around me in my mm-hmm. home is peaceful? 
What inside me is peaceful? What is stopping me from being peaceful? Just take a moment. That's what spiritual, you know, yogi, yogic teachers or people who are in a spiritual quest, that's what they do, the self-inquiry. And look, I've given you examples of very simple practices. It's not complicated. You don't need to go on a mountain to the Himalayas in order to do it. Just pick a word that you want to experience today, use technology, put the timer on, and stop. Stop and ask Mm -hmm. yourself, where is this quality present today inside me or around me? at this moment, and then say thank you for revealing yourself to me. Move on with what you're doing and wait till it rings again. So that's how you can expand. Powerful uh, mindfulness, right? Yeah, yes. Very powerful. And so simple, right? So simple. And I think that's the trick is realizing that, yeah. Well, it's it's mindfulness. It's connecting in that present moment to that magic and that mystery. Yeah. And, and in a sense, too, and I feel like what you're saying, too, it's in a way re- reframing, you know, perhaps what we're, what we're looking at or how we're looking at things, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to, to take a larger perspective. So expansiveness is about abundance. It's about possibilities. It's enlarging, again, from the GPS. It just shows you the next, the next part of the route to the paper map that we used to have that shows you the entire relationship of where you are and where you want to go. So we really want to mm-hmm. expand. We want to expand our possibilities. We want to have a more abundant um, amount of choices in everything that we do it's about possibilities, abundance, expansiveness. That is, that's the trick. And once you do that, man, you will have butterflies in your stomach, your heart opens, you feel suddenly love flowing in, joy flowing in. All of these things come from expansiveness. Mm. So that is that. And I love how you say you can eat your cake. And I thought for some reason that was the book. You can eat your cake and I know so that's the name so that's the name of my that's the name of my TEDx talk and it's the name of Oh your TEDx talk. Yeah. And it's also the name of my talk when I speak uh, when I do speaking events, that's the name of my talk. Yeah. Well a couple things I so love about you, Anna, (laughs) the the practicality, I mean, because what you're talking about and also the fact because I always ever since I was a kid hated that saying you want your cake and eat it too. I never understood that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, if I have the cake, why can't I eat it? I'm just supposed to look at it. So I love the idea you can eat your cake and have enlightenment too. I mean, yeah. again, I want to go back to – Right, exactly. So it, it, it goes like back to what you said it. a second ago, which is the perspective, you see, because the way you can eat your cake and have enlightenment too is to eat the cake represents the material world. But if you expand your perspective on what you're doing now, if you look at a cake as an act of creativity, of artistry, Mm. of community, of wanting to create warmth in the family if you're baking or your creative expression, or, you know, a baker's hard work, the 10 years that they went to school and they studied, and they're bringing their service into the world through cakes or through baking or through 
or through silk shirts or through anything that's material, suddenly you can have enlightenment because you're looking at the material expression as an expression of what's hidden in it and not just it's a shirt, it's a pair of shoes, it's an iPhone. It's actually, it has people's spirit and everything that took to make it become material that's in it. And that's where the enlightenment comes in. Yeah. Oh, I love what you're sharing. Because the other is putting judgment on things, that, you know, and saying, well, this comes from spirit or God, or the all, but this doesn't. Or right. this is, you know, holy, but this isn't. Yeah. And it's essentially, right. right, you're demystified and saying, no, it, it all is. You know, it's coming, yeah. you know, from this one, this place. Right. And I think it opens up people to live more from that space. That, that that their that their life their little life is is has meaning and purpose is right? meaningful yeah it's like you know we we um there's a quote I love by Andrew Harvey who is a scholar and a mystic right and he's and he, mm-hmm. and he says we're so addicted either to materialism or to transcending material reality that we don't see yeah. God right in writing in front of us so what happens what happens is that it's Nothing we do is sacred except for church, temple, and a meditation mm-hmm. retreat. Then we, then we just consume and we throw away and we have landfill. Yeah. But if everything was sacred, if everything was sacred and we are sacred, then suddenly we go like, wow, this is sacred. I'm not just going to throw it away or I'm not just going to buy it. Do I really want it? What? What higher purpose mm-hmm. does it serve? And if it does serve a higher purpose, enjoy it. Enjoy it. This is, we are here to have a human experience, and the human experience is material. So to deny that, I mean, even someone who meditates and experiences bliss or inner peace, how do they know they're experiencing bliss or inner peace? They're experiencing it through, they know in their body. When then they walk out mm-hmm. and they go to work and it affects their whole state of mind and the decisions they make, it's, it's all in the brain working. It's not just happening outside of your body. So there is no experience which is not physical and spiritual at the same time. They always are because we are, if we're having an experience that's not material, we're having it. We're a material being. So denying the, the wondrousness that we can manifest. I mean, you know, angels or the she or all of these um, other beings, other entities in other dimensions, one thing they cannot do is manifest. They can support us with their specific wisdom, but they cannot manifest. That is the wondrousness of the human experience. And so we need to collaborate with, with other dimensions rather than feel like they're the wise ones, we're the forsaken ones, we're the lost ones. Mm-mm. We can manifest mm-hmm. spiritual wisdom. Let's collaborate. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking the other creates such a split yeah, that, you know, because if so much of what we like to do or want to do or what we're here to do or enjoy is deemed wrong or not spiritual, yeah. then, we're, yeah. then it puts us in a, yeah, right, a constant conflict. Um, rather than more embracing it. Whereas I do feel, again, in this level of the awakening, we are going more in that direction, or books like yours is opening people up to this, 
that you know yeah. that it is the everyday living it is the sacredness um of your life of the humanness yeah um, yeah i had a conversation yeah. the other day on with somebody and i was saying that i when i started realizing in my spiritual practice that being human was one of the hardest things to do <laughs> yeah i really felt free right it's these what the humanness the earth the earth game the earth plane living on earth yeah so I feel yeah. like you're sharing can gives people such comfort and peace of mind. Like, well, you are meant to enjoy it here. You are meant, you know, that doesn't mean yeah. you're not spiritual. Yes. Yeah. Right. That. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's the other way around. It's like there's really, we've been so, you know, I, it, it, if I can be honest about it, you know, the school system, the education system, they, it beats it mm-hmm. out of us. There's only one way yeah. to know, and that's through rote learning, and they're regurgitating it in exams and just being filled with information. And, you know, kids have such intuitive insight, and they, 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 we have expressions in our language like kids say it as it is. They say it as it is because they're connected yeah. to, 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 to the truth or to wisdom, they, they can pierce through things, and then they go to school. No, that's not the way to know. This is the way to know. And suddenly yeah. you end up as an adult feeling, and you spoke about it earlier on. I don't recall the context about it, but, you know, there's a template of how we need to live, right? School and marriage and mm-hmm. university and all of that, right? And that kind of mm-hmm. takes – because that takes it all out. There's no place for intuition. There's no place for spirituality because spirituality is fresh. You want to stay young? Stay young in spirit. In spirit means in the realm of, of, of spirituality because that's where everything can be new at every moment, right? Mm-hmm. But if everything has to be exactly like, like I'm told, I, this is how you'll become successful, then you're already living a dead template, whereas the exciting thing is to create the mm. template all the time. We need, you know, like you had said earlier, we need the left brain. We need to organize. The brain likes to organize and categorize. That's how we survive on this mm-hmm. planet. Super important. But we also want to allow the right brain, the creativity, music, the intuitive to participate. Otherwise, we're just going to live a template that's dead, and that's where, where people feel left behind, forsaken. Um, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's the point? It, it's like, why are, why are we here then? You know, that's another thing I never yeah. understood. Why are we here if we're supposed to be escaping being here? You know, the old meditation yeah. idea. Everybody wants get, get you know you're stuck on earth. Get out, you know, expand your. Con- I I would think, well then why? Then what are we supposed to be doing here? If not right. partaking. Yeah, yeah. How how did you know when you had this realization? Yeah. And, and I feel like, well, let me ask you: Did you realizing this and living more this way bring to you the awareness that I need to share this with others? Oh. Oh, the minute I realized this, the minute I realized it was like, okay, this is this is what I need to do. I'm devoted to it. I did a PhD on this because it was like, and I have learning challenges. I have learning challenges. I, when I left high school, I swore I'd never go back to school because I hated school so much. I cannot learn by through lectures and rote learning. I learned through experience and through connection and relation and understanding things. 
And so, but I ended up, you know, going back to school and saying, okay, I'll go through the torturous journey of getting a PhD <laughs> because I really want, I, I really want to have the authority that I'm not just woo-woo, but that I'm really, I'm doing yeah. research about this. This is important. You know, and writing the book, it's not my, my forte is not to write books, but I was dedicated to that, you know, now I'm dedicated to creating a community, a virtual membership community that is going to focus on creating expansiveness together. And so I'm just dedicated mm-hmm. and I put in the work, but I'll tell you, when you find your calling, when you find the mm-hmm. essence of your calling, then it doesn't feel like hard work. I mean, sometimes it does for sure, but the minute you feel mm-hmm. high, you know, I can work 12 hours, 14 hours, and I'm so high that I don't even realize it. I feel, you know, I, I feel that my life is fulfilling and purpose-filled versus mm-hmm. what I used to feel, which is I'm forsaken. I'm forsaken. Yeah. I'm left behind. Everybody else is having a good life, and I'm just having a boring life, and I'm suffering. You know, I had alcohol and rage in my family in my childhood. It's like, why is the world like this? Why do children have to suffer that much? So mm-hmm. I still visit those places because we, we always do, but now I have a mm-hmm. key to expand on demand. And the mm-hmm. minute you do that, everything just, you know, it becomes more rosy like the color of love. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. And you mentioned on this one key. You have four keys. So living a spiritual yeah. life in a material world, the four keys. Um, do you mind sharing those with us, the, the keys, sure. just a little bit? Sure. So just to say what we spoke about earlier, I just looked up this uh, quote I love, and it says, matter is spirit moving slowly enough to be seen. Matter is spirit moving slowly wow. enough to be seen. So. So that's what it is, and that's how we should treat matter, like spirit. That's just the density is just vibrating at a slower vibration, so it becomes more and more dense, and so we experience it as matter. But it's really spirit. So I I I just yes. found it, but I'm I'm happy to share the four keys with you. So um, so these are universal principles. These are. I, I observe them in myself, I observe them in others, I work with other people, and so I develop them in, in my, through my doctoral research. And so the first one, again, we've already talked about this, but is expansive presence, okay? And that's the key to connecting with a more enlightened version of yourself, a more enlightened you, okay? And once you do that, again, in the book, so through breath, through gratitude, through words. We gave some examples. You know, the book obviously has much more details about it. Then you want the second key, which is attentive listening. Because now you don't want to work hard to get answers because that's rational thinking. You want to relax, Mm. lay back, and wait for the universe to speak to you, right, which is what you do, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. right? It's like I was listening to you. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. so you you, (laughs) – Attentive listening, and when you, do att- when you listen attentively, relax into it, the world begins, the universe begins to speak to you, either through inner prompts, we have it in the language again, a gut feeling, inner knowing, inner prompt, or external events, synchronistic events or miracles. Mm. The book we just needed to read or to see, the person who just shows up in our life, 
This is the universe communicating with us so we, are more, so we can become more in alignment. So the first key is expand, expand the presence. Then you lay back, attentive listening for intuitive guidance, okay? Then once you get the intuitive guidance, you want to move to the third key, which is inspired action. You don't just want to go through your day like a dreary to-do list. You want to, that every action be inspired with the intuitive guidance with this expansive perspective mm. of why you're doing it. While the second key is the key to accessing your wisdom, the third key of inspired action is the key to manifesting your dream, your goal, your life purpose. That's inspired action. And then the fourth key is faith-filled knowing. And that is you've got to build your faith in order to see daily miracles, yeah. right, well, in order true. to see synchronistic events. And so, and so the more you, you build your faith, the more you trust that the universe is in relationship with you, co-creating with you your reality, mm-hmm. right? That's in tandem, yes, yes. And so, the more you, and so the more you practice the four keys, the more you build your faith because things begin to happen the way that the guidance said that they would, right? And then you, mm-hmm. so you build your faith, so you continue to expand. So you get more intuitive guidance. So you act upon it with inspiration. So you build your faith again. And this is kind of how you cycle through the four keys, which are really universal principles, which I think anybody, uh, yes, many human beings, but definitely people who consciously, if it's seekers or psychic or, again, people who are uh, spiritual teachers, all do this without uh, having identified that this is, what they do. And that's what I did. I identified what the experts kind of, the expert spiritual people do and am now translating it so that anyone can do it. Good label. And let me ask you, because I have found this faith building, every new level is a new level, at least it has been for me, of faith. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe I take a long time to learn. I don't know. But it seems like you get to something and then that next level or next phase of what you're co-creating comes in and you have you so you cycle through you go back and expand you go back and listen you go back and yep. notice the synchronicities contemplate yep. and then that's that building yep. that faith yeah and and you also you know as you said the steps each step there's doubt you rationalize you yes maybe you're not worthy i mean we all go through that i don't it's like this is not like a pink a pink painting. Oh, good. Not, I mean, right? Like as we awaken, we all go through challenges, challenges from childhood that revisit us, current challenges in relationships, financial, health, everything, you know, self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so, but each time when we build our faith, we let go of some of that peel, some of that density and open up to this loving co-creative relationship that happens with the universe and then we're in bliss again and then another mm-hmm. thing we doubt ourselves again and we feel unworthy again and then we work through something and we clear it out and then here we are again we're blissful again so you know that's the human experience mm. and it seems too each time that expansion gets more and you really you know, the faith yes. perhaps is a bit deeper, right? Is a bit more. Right. Yes. It's such an interesting and, and, interplay. And, and, 
And I think it becomes easier to step out of bad moments because we all have bad days and bad moments, but we can, yes. we can visit them for shorter times, right, when, when our faith mm-hmm. is bigger and when we know that the universe is co-creating with us. There's a quote about faith, that faith begins as an experiment and ends as an experience. And I think, you know, as an experiment, you have to have the faith first, but then you actually have the experience that, wow, this is really happening. I am amazing and wondrous and unique, and I have a special role to play here. And the universe is helping me do that. That's the experience, but you have to build your faith to to begin with. And that's an experiment because you don't know, but try it. And then you build your faith, and then you can do more and more. And, and you can increase your reach into the world because you have more confidence. And you trust your I li- intuition much I like more. To, yeah, and I like what you're saying. This experiment, you know, it's like try it. Just try it. I mean, you've given within your yeah. book, and even just now with these keys, you've given some tangible, you give some tangible ways just try it, you know, and I would say to people, look, what else, you've been doing it another way, but just try it, <laughs> we've done it the yeah. other way, just try these principles, try these keys, yeah. you know, yeah. read the book, yeah. integrate it, it's, it is the step-by-step, and, and I feel, feel it's so beautiful, because it really is where we're all going, and when I say all, I mean, it's eventually mainstream consciousness, but we do yeah. need the books, the roadmap, we need, you know, some of it's reminders, some of it is how do we do this? You know, that companion that comes with us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and in the form we need of each a book other, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, yes, and, we, we and we need each other. You know, people call in to get support and to feel strengthened by you. And people, you know, we do need each other in order to, yeah. it's not the loner, right? It's not the, let me do this alone. Mm-hmm. The spiritual journey is on its own. It's a communal support. We have to raise each other up together. I feel like that's really important. Beautiful point. Now, Anna, I want to ask you, do you have anything um, going on, talks or workshops? I know people can go to your website. It's still, um, Tammy had put that in the chat, um, which is so, Anna yeah, Gatman. So, right. right. So it's AnnaGatman.com. So the, the best thing is through, through the website to hit, there's a, there's a, free, there's a free gift, which is um, my dream big playbook. Uh, which is, again, about okay. expanding your dreams. And so, you know, you can go and download that, and then, we'll, and then we can communicate directly through email. Um, but the, the Dream Big Playbook are ten prompts, ten prompts. Five of them focus on how to ground your dream. So your dream is in the field of pure potentiality, which is how Deepak Chopra calls, you know, that realm where everything is possible but you need to ground it in, in material reality. And then the second five prompts are about how to stay emotionally engaged and spiritually inspired as you manifest your dreams so that it can actually come true and you can realize it. So that's what, it, what the, the playbook is about, and it's on the website. Um, and, yes, I do have talks. Um, I do have radio shows. There's a media page. You can check those out. Um, but the best oh. way is if you download the, the, the Dream Big Playbook, the, then I also announce all of those on email. Um, so that would Perfect. be the best way to connect. 
Thank you, Anna. And we already have in the chat, please bring Anna back. Have Anna back on sometime. <laughs> wow. That's so <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, already, already. We've got people. So, um, uh, yeah, they know the good ones. So, uh, anyway, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having for me. Taking, oh, it's, this has been just inspirational, um, just very mm. confirming and inspirational. So, I thank you for your time here today and thank also you. all that you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I'll see you again someday. Take care. Yes, you Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, Radiant Lights, that was Anna Gatman. Uh, you can go to Anna Gatman, A-N-N-A-G-A-T-M-O-N.com. And uh, we were talking about her book, Living a Spiritual Life in a Material World. Uh, if you caught the first half of the program and I was talking about her, that she would be on for the awakening conversation, that you can eat your cake and have enlightenment too is her TED Talk uh, focus and titles. Um, but the book is Living a Spiritual Life in a Material World. Wow, what a great companion. Um, and so apropos for this part of the awakenings process that we're in. Woo, great time with all of you. I appreciate all of you for all co-creating here. Um, so amazing. Thank you always in the chat for grounding me, holding the space, contributing your energy, your thoughts, great sound engineers that you are, and just overall wonderful beings just really holding the space. So thank you all in the chat. Uh, thank you also all that called in and contributed in that way and just played in the energy field with us and of course all of you that are listening now and later thanks for being a part of awakenings and as always continue to shine your light share your insight and of course keep awake see you next wednesday awakenings broadcast every wednesday 12 p.m pacific time archive shows available on itunes for continued awakened conversations and insights join the awakenings group on facebook And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. 